Thank you, Senator. I mean, Princess. I mean, Leia. Well, I better go back now. Leia, you keep fighting on the inside. I'll keep fighting on the outside. I hope one day we can fight together. You've never heard of the Millennium Fall? Should I have? It's a ship that made the castle run in less than 12 parsecs. Hey everyone, and welcome to Castle Run Weekly. My name is Danny. I'm Heather. And today we're joined by a special guest, uh, my lovely wife, Kristen. So many of you may recognize her voice from our Snoke episode. That um, was really fun to do. She and I took on uh, the identity of Snoke. And I have um, been wanting to tell you, Kristen, you played my place beautifully. Yay! I'm so glad I pleased you. I was so <laughs> proud. <laughs> so, so are you any closer to finding out who Snoke is? No. They did release some stuff about him, though, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got some uh, leaked photos here yeah, recently. A lot of people still think it's um, oh god. I saw a lot of them so. of the uh, uh, the the first youngling that Anakin killed. Yeah, and <laughs> as um, him being Snoke. Chancellor and Tarkin has Valorum. been one that I've seen a lot. Chancellor Chancellor Valorum. Valorum. Mm-hmm. is a new one that's come out too because of the new picture and the likeness. I've also that's true. I've also seen. Uh, People ask, there was a great question today where somebody asked what would deform someone in that manner. And I thought that only the only thing that could truly uh, deform someone that badly without actually, you know, really killing them is like force manipulation gone wrong. Mm -hmm. So we've seen it before with Palpatine's lightning and who knows? Don't know. I still think it's Plagueis. But that's another episode. Yes, yeah. we already did the episode. <laughs> yeah, we already did the episode. That's true. That's true. We already did the episode. Bring for Plagueis. Part two. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Part two will be when the Last Jedi actually comes out, and we find out that Snoke is probably just Snoke. Yeah, so right. <laughs> that's my theory: is that Snoke is this is Snoke. I mean, there you go. I'm be mad, but <laughs> I just need a good story with it. So, so, so before we get into our main main topic of discussion, which um, I think we got a lot of feels for. Um, I wanted to talk about some of the stuff that came out in D23 because, Heather, you were on vacation um, during that. Um, and so we didn't quite miss it, but we weren't able to get together on it and everything. And so I did want to kind of talk about it kind of briefly. Um, I feel like it's worth mentioning at least. Um, but, guys, there's been a mon- monumental thing happen. Um, I got Heather to actually watch a trailer. Yes. A behind-the-scenes trailer, nonetheless. That is when you know... That I actually, you know, there's the love. There's the love. I don't do that. <laughs> she, she doesn't like pre-spoiler I do spoilers. Not, I, do not do spo- I, I didn't even watch the uh, trailer for uh, the doctor being revealed. And then it was spoiled for me anyway. <laughs> you couldn't escape. I couldn't escape. Which kind of it was everywhere, though. It Let's was. be fair. Yeah, social media. Like you're just going to be exposed some form or fashion. Well, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it lasted about two hours without me knowing. I woke up, and two hours later, bam, there it is. Somebody messaged oh, man. me. Which is fine. I mean, I was going to find yeah. out anyway. You know. Well, that's not good. But um, no, I don't do trailers. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> but but you did this trailer. I did, and, and I'm proud. And it gave me the chills. 
So, so, so you loved it? Oh, I loved it. I love trailers. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, that's what people don't understand is I don't do them because I love them, and I sit there and I eat them up, and I'm like, I'm very hard to surprise. Like, okay, very hard to surprise. So, after I watch a trailer, and then another one, I, I the whole movie's gone. Oh well, I didn't want I, I didn't give away the movie the, for you on that one. No, so I was selective thing, on the one I asked you right, for. <laughs> the good thing about Star Wars that I have found is that it's not giving away the whole movie mm-hmm. in the trailers, which is different because like my other fandoms, they do they'll give away the whole episode or whatever before mm-hmm. the show comes out, and you're like. Now what am I supposed to do? I can't enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. I've already seen all of this. <laughs> I've already seen it. So, uh, but no, so I, that is one thing that I'm very um, appreciative um, to Star Wars 4 is that I've now seen two Star Wars trailers and mm-hmm. I know some things that's going to happen in the movie, but not really. Mm-hmm. We, we're no closer than we were when we're the first no trailer closer. dropped. Exactly. <laughs> so I think, you know, I can... Mm-hmm. I can dig that. And if they keep on in this same vein, mm-hmm. I would really, I, I might, I might convert in this fandom if they can okay. continue this current path. You heard it here first. <laughs> so official statement from Heather. <laughs> um, so, and so the dissections of the behind the scenes trailer for the last shot, I mean, it's been done a million times. You can search YouTube, Google, I mean, you can't step anywhere online without seeing those. And so I didn't want to rehash that or anything right. like that, um, especially since we don't want to dive too far into it. I mean, I, I've probably pe- picked it apart as much as I possibly can. Uh, but I want to talk about our favorite moments of it. Um, and so did you want to start? Did you have a favorite moment or anything like that of the behind the scenes trailer? I want to say my least favorite moment first. Okay. Okay. So... Everybody's obsessed with the porgs. Okay. (laughs) And I I saw them and they're so cute. And I see the appeal. And I mean, they're going to be force sensitive. And, you know, I get it. I get it. But I knew from the moment I looked at their little faces that I was going to have to see them 50 times a day until the movie aired. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going a little nuts with the porgs. (laughs) <laughs> this generate or i guess this christmas's hatchimals and yes, furbies and all that it stuff it's, gonna, it's like it's gone a little nuts porg mania people are like putting their profile picture with their porg and i'm like i'm so tired of porg so <laughs> i'm hoping that when the movie comes out that it will be able to redeem them and it won't just be a throwaway you know mm-hmm. I'm well, I mean, they seem to be a big thing, though, because um, like like you and I were talking about earlier, um, Force Friday, uh, Chewbacca's figure comes with a small porg. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's supposed to be something between the two, the porgs and Chewbacca and everything, um, which will be interesting to see. Um, but I mean, I don't know. But I, I think they have a pretty big part. I mean, I'm not saying like plot worthy or anything but maybe they kind of give us a a look into the force in a different way or something like that 
being a force sensitive animal of some I kind. I do so. wonder because you because since they're force sensitive, um, I do wonder if that is going to open up because I mean a non sentient being with mm-hmm. force powers, no matter how small they may be, maybe that opens up for my theory into. Mm-hmm. Everyone holds some form of force power, and mm-hmm. we just have—we haven't figured out how to harness that yet. Right. So, so we're, so we're going to abolish the midi chlorians, right? No, midi chlorians <laughs> live in every cell. That's true. Just don't know how you uh, access them. You don't know how to access them. So, yep. which is confusing because I watched the Phantom Menace yesterday again because of you know our upcoming episode and uh-huh. in one sign it said i've never noticed this many midichlorians and then on the other side midichlorians live in every cell so um <laughs> i'm I, you know i'm getting there but you know i think that the canon can be there for uh-huh. an expansion of what force sensitivity means uh-huh. True, definitely. And we need that. I think that The Last Jedi is really going to expand on that, especially with Rey um, not being a Jedi. Yes. Um, as far as we know, obviously. As far as we know. But, um, I mean, I, I think that we're really going to see a, a huge expansion on that and a different clarification of the Force and what the Force can manifest as and what it can be. So I think that'd be really cool. Did you have a favorite part of the uh, trailer? As crazy as it sounds, um, the moment that they were like new characters and then they said old characters and Carrie Fisher flashed across the screen mm-hmm. and I almost cried. And um, they were like, and, and where the, the, these characters are going to go. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was the moment that you were like, you know, that was really got me. Oh, yeah, videos. definitely. I think that was uh, Phasma's interview, Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah. I think she was the one that, yeah, talking about how the story is really starting to take shape and everything. It was really cool. I had chills through the whole thing, I too. did, too, but that moment really, ugh, I couldn't oh, yeah. breathe for a minute. But Oh, yeah. All of the Carrie scenes, uh, that, that, yeah, yeah that I, I completely, like, lost it at those points. It's like you can't be strong anymore when Carrie yeah. Fisher appears. <laughs> I know. I, I can agree with Heather, too. That part was really great, and especially Carrie coming across. I, d- I definitely got a tear in my eye, and I'm probably going to cry in the theater, too, just a little bit. Oh, and uh, I will tell you yeah. that anybody that knows me will know why this is exciting to me, but Carrie Fisher was wearing blue mascara. That's awesome. So, Kristen, what was your favorite part of the uh, behind-the-scenes trailer? Um, that's a good question. I don't know if I really had a favorite part. I do agree with Heather on um, parts of Carrie Fisher. It was really great. Um, I do like I do think the porgs are cute, but I can understand Heather's hate for the <laughs> seeing them everywhere until the movie. I can understand that. <laughs> Those little, like, frog-looking things that were, like, staring up all cutely. Those are really cute. But, uh, no, I don't think I really had favorite part okay kristen cool. are you secretly things. hoping that the porgs are like evil somehow and they're gonna come back and they're gonna be like <sighs> <laughs> well they do have sharp teeth they so do. oh my god you said they're like portraying them as cute and then they're gonna come back and like eat somebody <laughs> maybe like that, <laughs> that would be so funny <laughs> that would really would i, I would be okay with <laughs> that would t- <laughs> be really funny Kylo Ren finally shows down with Luke Skywalker 
and a porg saves the day. Because you got to release the porgs. <laughs> and they're like, ah, and they look so cute. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, ah, and then they're like, ah, like, oh my gosh, like Moana, those little coconuts. Oh, the coconuts and <laughs> She's like, they're so cute. And they're all like, and they paint their faces on, evil smiles. And she's like, never mind. <laughs> exactly. That would be epic. I would love that. That would be epic. That, that would be a perfect use of the porgs. <laughs> <laughs> it really would definitely <laughs> well my favorite part of it i mean was a lot of the creature stuff um I, I, both of you mentioned it um the porgs like i thought not necessarily the the cuteness of it the the technical the technical side of it was what was amazing to me because what we got a close-up look on before you saw it in an environment when somebody was kind of fluffing the feathers or whatnot um you actually see a close-up on the mechanics of it and how smooth it's moving and how lifelike it becomes um there were a couple creatures like that um in the trailer that was just wow like that was my favorite part overall of the trailer um and and i I love 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 the little reptile things with the huge smile that look up at kathleen kennedy i i I can't get enough like every time i watch that trailer i laugh because i I just can't help it like they've got the biggest smiles on their face and whether that's intentional or not it makes me smile so (laughs) i love it my Um, favorite animal was the fox looking thing that was looked like ice and fur Mm -hmm. and to me that was like wow that was my favorite animal Oh, definitely. And creature. the uh, the creature that was in the uh, stable, the taller creature mm-hmm. that had like the really long uh, kind of donkey-like ears, right. um, that one, a lot of people have said that it appeared in the Clone Wars uh, animated series. Apparently, and I don't remember it personally. It's been a minute since I've seen those episodes, but it's during Yoda's little arc where he's with the Wills, and so, I don't know. <laughs> I, have, I haven't seen it, so, oh, well, I have seen it, but it's been a, a good minute, so yeah. But yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of exciting stuff in there. I mean, you've got Ray dealing with multiple attackers, um, possibly the Knights of Ren. It's going to be really was exciting. One moment that I was like, okay, because now I know Ray's going to fight at least three lightsabers at t- at one. <laughs> at least. <laughs> but I mean, she's training with a lightsaber and with her staff too. So multi weapons. I'm down with it. Well, technically, she'll have three weapons Maybe unless Luke convinces her to drop the box. There you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of things that are really cool. And I mean, I'm really excited for Last Jedi. Also, the best end to a trailer, Admiral Akbar. It's a wrap. <laughs> I'm a sucker for cheesy jokes, and I laughed way too hard at that. I know, so. I did too. And then they were holding the Millennium Falcon. I was like, they're little. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. So, this is a great trailer, definitely. Um, and also, and D23. We also got the name of our Star Wars land at Disney. Galaxy's Very exciting. Edge. Yes, I have that phone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Galaxy's Edge. So, yeah. So, what do you think of the name? Because I've heard very, very mixed things online the about name. it. Okay, I love the name, but I was watching the trailer. And I'm sure that this is only me. I'm sure that no one else in the entire world has ever had this thought. <laughs> But me, because I'm special like that. Am I the only one that thought, wow, how bad could this go? With like, I've seen too many movies like Jurassic Park and Westworld. (laughs) And, you know, the the animatronics can just start chopping off heads and stuff. I was like, that could go bad. (laughs) Not really. I don't mean that literally. But I was just like, 
I see that as like a bad B movie, you know. <laughs> you know. I've actually heard a lot of people call it like Westworld like. Is it? Okay. Uh, so it wasn't. Yeah. Be, well, because it's supposed to be very immersive, though. It That's is. the thing. Uh, like... they, they keep talking about the immersion and everything where guests can actually rent costumes mm-hmm. and be a part of the world for the day. Like, it's oh kind of, I mean, I, I would do it, to be honest. I, I mean, totally it'd probably be way too expensive, it. but I mean. I would totally do it. Absolutely. Like, just when you think that your Star Wars obsession couldn't get any more expensive, ta-da! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Disney. Uh, <laughs> but I guess that's why they bought Lucasfilm to begin with. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I mean, like, the cool thing about it is, is it's not just, like, another theme park. It Like, they're trying to sell an immersive experience where right. you actually get to pilot the Millennium Falcon. Um, you actually end up in between battles between the resistance and the first order. Um, I was listening to a- another podcaster earlier today who actually was at D23 said that one thing that they found out was that at least in Disneyland, I don't know if it'll be the same in Disney world, but there are three entrances to it uh, in Disneyland. And for each entrance, you come in to a different experience. Like one side of it was like almost like indoor, the large trees and everything. And then you finally make your way into Galaxy's Edge. Another side was kind of uh, more resistancy, And the other side was the First Order, where it was very, like very strict and very like glum and everything. Uh, kind of affecting that regime or showing that regime and everything. Um, but it puts you in a different part of it. So it's like a neutral zone and then both of the sides. Um, but I mean, like, I'm I'm really, really excited for it. As much as I joke about it, it's it's really exciting. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I make crass jokes, but no, it's going to be great. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, it definitely will. Unless um, Elon Musk is right and then... And then we're, we're, we're not going to be happy. But yeah, so a lot of cool stuff coming out of D23 and everything. Um, we just wanted to be able to talk about it. Because I know you and I haven't really gotten to talk about it a whole lot and everything. So at all. that's cool. At all, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously excited for both. Um, I, I love the Galaxy's Edge. It, the first thing it reminded me of, though, uh, seeing is that we just finished up Thrawn and everything. It reminded me of like the the wild space outer, uh, like the yes, uh, unknown regions did. kind of thing. Yeah. That's what the name kind of brought on for me because I've heard a lot of people complaining about it. Kind of like it, it's a lame name because like, I don't feel like it is because it it puts it in. Because, I mean, with Disney, I mean, they're not going to do something that's going to alter the stories that they're trying to tell. And so if you put some kind of outpost or something like that on the very, very edge of space where it can't affect anything. And they've never been. They're not going to go. Exactly. You can tell your own story there. So, because I mean, a lot of it's like you get to be parts of the stories. And that's what I think is going to be really cool. You know, when I do write my fanfic, people tend to be like, well, we don't know this character or Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, exactly. It doesn't always have to be right in the middle of what you know and love. Right. You can branch out and love something else. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) They'll still, uh, you can still love both, you know? That, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you mean your only fandom is not Star Wars? Oh, <gasps> how dare you? As I have my Harry Potter and my Doctor Who behind me. <laughs> <laughs> cool. 
I so, will even I will even go mm-hmm. as far as to say my my only fandom is not Star Wars, and I will even alienate a lot of people and say that my fandom for Star Wars did not begin until I'd say a year ago. So there you, you go. told me that recently, and I was very shocked. I did not know that. <laughs> I thought that was really cool because I had thought that you'd been a fan well, as long as I had, or if not no, longer. My parents didn't want, didn't like Star Wars. We we mm-hmm. were not a Star Wars family. Uh, we were a Star Trek family. Ah, okay. And, um, <laughs> so I didn't, you know, I didn't have any access to Star Wars. And then when I did have access to Star Wars, it was my, all of my guys watching it every single week. <laughs> and then one day I found the novels. Mm-hmm. And I started reading them, and that's when I fell in love with Star Wars. And then I went and watched some episodes of Rebels, and the rest is history. And now I'm on a Star Wars podcast because it's all or nothing, baby. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, and you were actually uh, just recently a new Star Wars fan as well, Kristen, right? Yes. I did not grow up on neither Star Wars nor Star Trek. So um, I've seen. Star Trek maybe in passing, like with my family, but not hardcore or anything. And then when I met Danny, he was like, Star Wars is a must. You must love it. Well, you can't be married. <laughs> well, well it, was a, it was an episode of How I Met Your Mother um, that was really funny. Um, have you ever, I don't know if you've ever seen. I've seen a couple. I'm not a big yeah. TV watcher, but. Well, well, there, well, there was one where um, the main character, Ted, was dating this girl and his friends were like, does she like Star Wars? And he was like, well, she's never seen it. And he's like, that's unacceptable. The only people that haven't seen Star Wars are the people that are in Star Wars because they lived it, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the best. And so, like, they go through all that and everything. And so, that, because I mean, I didn't think to ask or say anything. And I asked Kristen one day, I was like, hey, have you ever seen Star Wars? And she was like, no. Nope. I was like, well, we need to write this ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I almost ruined it for her, though, because I started her with the very first one, a Phantom Menace. So, yes, all of you hound me. Yeah. <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> he even had, like, a 10-year-old tell him. He's like, dude, why'd you do that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and so we had started with Phantom Menace. She really wasn't into it and everything. And so I thought I'd lost her forever. And then one day we go over to my parents for Sunday lunch, and my dad's watching Revenge of the Sith. And around the time where Anakin really starts to crack and there's a lot of drama and everything and she is glued to the screen. I loved you, Anakin. You are my brother. (laughs) Yeah, I was like staring at it like I couldn't look away. I couldn't even blink. I was just like, oh my god. It was great because the first thing she said when it was over was, is that all? Is that all of it? I caught the last part of it. Like, she caught maybe 30 minutes of it. So, yeah, exactly. And then you're like, no, baby. There are six whole movies we can watch. (laughs) Two new series. And books galore. That is not all of it. Just wait. Exactly. She was caught up by the time Force Awakens came around. So that was her first one in the theater, which was really cool. Yes, we're starting. We're watching Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. I've watched some Rebels with you already. And now we're... uh, in that so yeah and i'm hoping i'm hoping to make it to alabama for the next movie yes i'm very excited for that (laughs) finally we'll get to meet the girl on the screen i'm just kidding well i I don't actually have a lower half (laughs) i'm i'm actually mechanical from this point down 
See, I had feelings about that. I was I was pretty sharp, certain, but you know, I didn't want to be rude. That's yeah. all. <laughs> I'm one of those animatronics you have to be careful about. Gotcha. <laughs> well. Disney test subject right here. <laughs> so, now that Heather has ruled the world, um, <laughs> um, let's go ahead and dive into our main topic for the episode. Yes, Forces of Destiny. I'm so yes. excited for this one. Oh, definitely. Um, I absolutely love the series. Um, I, I, I was I was shocked that it went came and went so quickly. But from what I understand, there's a second half of the season um, coming, um, I think, September, maybe? Something like that? September or August? I really like them. But you know why I like them? Why is that? Because I see them for what they are. I see them as a short children's program to encourage, you know children to help each other and to work together Mm -hmm. and to have a you know a moral at the end of the story um even the very first one ray is fighting the sand monster okay Uh really it's not got a lot of story to it i know that it's not for you it's for the little kid who's Uh looking up going oh that's where that's how i help people you know, that's what I do, and I really, you know, even Ray had empathy for the monster. She knew he was just hungry. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is something that you can teach children from a very early age. And as I've said about everything else, if you don't like it, you don't actually have to watch it. That's a, not, that's a wild concept. I know. I'm not saying that you, you know, can't watch it or don't watch it. I'm saying if you've watched it and you don't like the concept, that's okay. It doesn't make you a bad fan, but it doesn't make me a bad fan for liking it. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I enjoyed Forces of Destiny, that, definitely. And like you said, it, it was very childlike and everything, which is fine. It's, it, it's for that age group. Because I actually, I mean... Being adult watching it, I mean, I I would show that to my child if I had one. And I mean, that's for kids. The whole helping people, being kind to each other, um, helping people in need, which is 98% of this, is about helping someone else in need. Or being there from for someone else. And, and that's I mean, amazing. Padme and Ahsoka, they work together to defeat the baddie you know teamwork i mean this isn't these don't need to be heavy topics these can Mm -hmm. be truly light topics and still teach a lesson definitely and and a lot of the complaint that i've heard um just kind of sifting through the ever-expanding internet um with it being canon that they're upset that these are canon stories, that doesn't upset me one bit. Because no. for one, none of these were pertinent to anything. No. It was just cool team-ups that you never thought you would see it happen, like Sabine and Leia. I love that. And IG-88 shows up. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Exactly. Um, it was a cool team-up. It was a fun episode. Why does it have to be a super exposition uh, pertinent to the entire galaxy exactly it just because it's canon i get that okay Mm -hmm. do they believe that these characters let's pretend that these characters are real in in Mm -hmm. the multiverse like i've pretended lots of times (laughs) at some point in the multiverse star wars is real whatever so the characters are real do we really think that they only exist on screen 
they have lives outside of these scenes. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're going to go into true characters. Mm -hmm. And this simply expands on that. It is not derogatory to say mm -hmm. that Padme and Ahsoka were fixing dinner together. That's not... You, that's not a bad thing, and it doesn't mess with your story. It doesn't have anything to do with your story. Right. I mean, none of it changes anything that's happened already. No. That, and that's what I loved is that, like, at most, okay, Sabine and Leia met at one point. That is awesome. Um, Pad yeah. and Ahsoka <laughs> met at one point. Yeah. Equally awesome. I mean, yeah, and, and, and I love every single thing about that. Um they One thing that I did heard, I forget that they were. In they Clone did meet War. a lot. Yeah, they were in Clone Wars <laughs> together. I haven't seen Clone Wars, so I forget. <laughs> I just yeah, Pat, that Sabine and Leia were a new thing. I think yeah, they, they did meet at one point in Rebels in passing, but never actually worked together because that was a full-on operation. Um, that Leia was, um, I think she was captured or something. I thought or, that no, was, she was being, she was walking the prison or something like that. Right, I thought that was Ezra and Kanan that she met. That may have been Ezra and Kanan that she met. I didn't met, think but... she met Sabine. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I'm not sure, but I yeah. thought. Anyway. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it. But one thing that really bothers me, and I'm going to have to just say this because um, you're out there and you know who you are. So, this is a heroin-centric show. Yes. Mm -hmm. I get that. And it might hurt your feelings that there are women that are the whole point of this show is to center around women being awesome and that could hurt your feelings a little bit and i get that but i don't understand where the hate is coming from because we're shoving feminism down people's throats because you know there are a lot of movies that they're male-centric. Star Wars has been male-centric for a very long time. Um, and there's hashtags like forces of feminism, which, okay, I don't particularly think is a derogatory term um, because I know what feminism is, but usually it's considered derogatory and the people that are uh -huh. using it are considering it derogatory. And um, I don't understand why it bothers people so bad mm -hmm. because there are actually action figures now of Sabine and Leia in the stores I can which go, is incredible I can go get my kids raised staff mm -hmm. okay I want to tell you when I walked into the store even before this show came out you couldn't find that stuff no, there was a whole thing of, uh, even when Force Awakens, um, I think it was Monopoly, the Monopoly game that Ray was missing, yeah. and it was branded as the Force Awakens, it was all guys. And they were like, oh, well, we can, uh, we can, we can send you a Ray figure, and I think that still stands now and everything, too. Um, but, I mean, yeah, the, the, the women have greatly been just They're kind of pushed to the side right females in star wars tend to be marginalized in a lot of ways and this is a big this is an opportunity that people are mad at because of a kid's story that has girls in it and it's a little disheartening mm -hmm. it's it's very disheartening
Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, it's just, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me because it, it again, I mean, the stories are, are, are great. They're great for kids. Yes. There, there's nothing wrong. The only complaint I think I have out of the entire thing is that I don't like how they drew Anakin. Okay. <laughs> Super Lips Anakin was a little weird. Yes, but... <laughs> he did look, but all the characters kind of look. It, he did. He, he kind of looked like uh, the Beast in Beauty and the Beast after he became <laughs> a man again. The man again, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see that. He did look. But I mean, that was my only complaint out of the whole thing because that, that did look a little strange. I mean, if the only thing that you have to complain about is that Anakin looks funny or, like, I don't Mm -hmm. know, a French onion or whatever, (laughs) I just, there is really nothing wrong with the series Mm -hmm. if that's the only thing that you have to complain about. Definitely. Kristen, what did you think? I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Um, I mean, eventually, you know, when we have kids, I want to be able to show that to my our daughters or daughter, however many we have. Or our son. Or son. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not just that, but right. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, you know, the little girls are going to be more prone to it just because of the fact that they're going to be able to look up to the women of Star Wars and be like, that's cool. Like, I want to be like her. I don't her. know. I've got two boys. I don't have <laughs> girls, but they right. will have those toys. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, anyone can have them. So. I, no, I mean, so, I mean, I get where you're coming from. So, it's like. But, yeah. All the hate's unnecessary. No. So. It's not necessary. Mm hmm. Definitely. Um, and, and that's the thing is, I mean, I, in, even before Forces of Destiny came out, I mean, you and I have talked extensively on multiple, across multiple episodes yeah. about Forces of Destiny, just in passing about how excited we were about it and everything. And the fact that a little girl can look up on screen and go, I want to be like her. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that time that Ray was kind to the sand creature, I want to be kind to so-and-so, or I want to do this. One thing that's stuck with me, and not try to embarrass McKenna at all, <laughs> but one thing that stuck with me is one thing that she talked about how Ahsoka inspired her, um, talking about how maybe she just doesn't feel like working out one day or something like that, or maybe she is having a trouble deciding on something. It's like, well, what would Ahsoka do? Right. Ahsoka wouldn't skip Jedi training. Um, ah- Ahsoka would do this. Ahsoka would do that and everything. And for girls guys young and old everybody i mean that that's what's incredible about it is that you have someone to look up to even at such a young age whether you be a boy or a girl it doesn't matter you have somebody to call a role model that you can relate to and teaches really important things um in life because that's the whole thing that george lucas made star wars for was and he even said this at celebration this year was that it was a coming of age story he wanted to focus it towards preteens and teens that are coming into becoming a man or becoming a woman of these are the things that you should know in your life. These are the things that you should learn, uh, the things that you're going to discover. Help, let, let me help you find your way, basically. That's the purpose of Star Wars. It is. And Forces of Destiny embodies that perfectly. It does. And I think it's a story of inclusiveness, you know, mm-hmm. Um they exist, whether they're next to a male or not. That's true. Because they were in the movies or the animated series anyways. And they, kept, there. And they rocked it. Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> they definitely did. Well, what was your favorite episode? My favorite episode was probably the first one, simply because 
it was my first introduction. I, am, I apologize. My dogs are going nuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say the first one just because, you know, she could empathize with a creature that most people would just probably kill faster than um, walking away. <laughs> so, right. And then she wound up feeding it, and then she wound up feeding it again. So. Mm-hmm. And it ended up helping her in the end, too. Exactly. Uh, against the Tito. Exactly. Yep. The Tito? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know his name was the Tito. I'm sorry, that's what it's like, the Tito, and you forgot to say that his name was Well, they, Tito. in The Force Awakens, they only call him Tito, but oh. Tito is like a, a, a droid unit of sorts. Like, a, I don't know, it's weird. Okay, but yeah. thought, it's always like you were about to say, like, the droid or something, but then you were like, the Tito. No. And I was just like... <laughs> that's, that's something from The Force Awakens book. But anyways. That's right, then. The Tito. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, uh, but no, I, and I, I really like that one too. And I, I liked also that even though it wasn't at the forefront, the um, accepting something different than you mm-hmm. part of it, like because it wasn't, too. it wasn't just the, Hey, let's take care of each other or, Hey, you should always be kind to one another. It was even more of, well, I mean, you saw it and you actually reminded me of this when you said that the big ugly creature, the, yeah. the creature that was chasing her down that seemed to want to harm her, but he was just hungry. Yeah. He was hungry. She, she understood that turned yeah. out to be sentient in the end and it's mm-hmm. like i mean you you can't always judge things based on first appearance absolutely um and, and there's so many episodes that are like that too um i have a few uh favorite episodes but one that i actually liked that i thought was kind of funny was because uh, i mean i love the sabine and leia one for sure yeah. but um yeah. my favorite um, I mean, in addition to the Ahsoka episodes and Sabine and Leia, um, were the, the was the Chewie and Leia one on Hoth oh, with the I Wampa. Love that one. <laughs> I've heard so many people hate that because they're like Teddy Bear Chewie and all this other kind of stuff. I mean, did you see how much bigger that thing was than him? Yeah. <laughs> it, he literally was holding it like a teddy bear, and I mean, like. I, I loved it because it showed a different side of Chewbacca, exactly. and it showed it showed that that caring for, that Leia had for, or the care that Leia had for Chewie, uh, even though he was the walking carpet and all this other kind of stuff. Well, yeah, that she still and, loved him, and she could say, you know, I'll distract him. You go to right. the door. You know, mm-hmm. she put herself in harm's way so that someone else could be saved. Right. Even though he's exactly. the bigger, stronger one, he probably could have done it better yeah. or whatever <laughs> it I'm sounds not... like there's a lesson to be learned there right i don't know aren't they all metaphors in some way <laughs> oh, God, star wars and teaching us stuff <laughs> right <laughs> Why? that's the only way you can get me to listen no, i'm just kidding <laughs> so Kristen, which one was your favorite um, I feel like mine's a little cheesy, but I like I really like the Sabine and Leia one. Why is that cheesy? I don't know the way I like. I don't know the, what what I like the most is when Sabine's getting ready to go and she hands her that little drive, and um, it's what Sabine says to Leia that really like kind of got me. I thought it was really sweet. She goes, "You keep fighting on the inside, and I'll keep fighting the fight on the outside." That gave me. And I just thought it was really neat. That hurt and that didn't. Right. Hurt my heart. I'm it choking a little right now. I thought, I thought it was really great because that's what you see throughout the whole Star Wars. You see everyone just fighting for the same 
you know, hope that everyone has for it. And it's just like, it was, I don't know, it was just a really great moment. I got, I got it teary eyed and yeah. can't lie, I'm getting a little chin now thinking Aww. about that. See, That's yours was so great. meaningful. Mine was I'm Teddy sorry. Bear Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know, I just, I just was really great. I liked it a lot. You know, it just kind of hit home with me because that's what you've been seeing the whole time. You see in Rebels, Rebels, it's mm-hmm. Sabine's, yeah, you see Sabine taking the fight in Rebels and then Leia um, taking the fight, you know, and throughout the whole, all the movies, essentially. So mm-hmm. just to see them interact and be like, I acknowledge what you're doing. Like your your efforts have not gone unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Essentially, yes. was really as that was valid amazing. as I am. Yeah. you're as yeah. valid mm-hmm. as I am, and I'm as valid as you are. Right. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's part is important, mm-hmm. big or small, inside or outside. Yeah, <laughs> you're important. <laughs> I'm important. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my favorite one. I mean, I liked all. I liked really until you said it. I really didn't think anything of it. But yeah, it's it is cool. She did acknowledge that he wasn't just this evil monster trying to eat her, even though it kind of was at first, you know. But you know, it, it turned around and it was good. It kind of like. He apologized. He I'm did. Sure, he did. And he helped. You know, <laughs> it's all metaphorical, so it's really great. So I like all of them, but that one was heartstrings. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. Yep. <laughs> so, did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about on Force of De- Force of Destiny? Any last thoughts or anything like that? I hope that they continue in the same vein, and I think. Mm-hmm that um, they're on a very good path to The Last Jedi um, equal partners. There's a female, there's a male. Um, Mm -hmm. Because people always say that The Force Awakens was about Rey. And I get it. Mm -hmm. It kind of was. But I feel that everybody played a part. It doesn't just have to be her. And I feel that way in The Last Jedi, too. It's coming up, and there's a lot of hope there. Definitely. Because rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. (laughs) (laughs) Kristen, do you have any last thoughts? Um, I don't think so. I mean, just... Take it for what it is. It's a kid's show. I thought it was great. So enjoy it. It's Mm -hmm. just a small thing. You don't have to pull it apart and say you thought it was unworthy of Star Wars or whatever. Just Well, my deal is you wouldn't go to the library. Okay. You wouldn't go to the library and go to the, you know, toddler section, pick up Bernstein Bears, (laughs) and then say, this doesn't have any literary merit. You wouldn't do that. (laughs) I learned nothing from this book. I learned nothing from this book. Well, you right. learned what was up and what was down and what was side and what was the other side. <laughs> right. So just, That's an excellent analogy. You know. <laughs> Definitely. So, I mean, yeah. I, exactly. I'm with you guys. I mean, you take it for what it is. And I mean, and even though it is a kid's show, I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the it. second half of the season I for sure. Um, we will definitely all be watching it, I'm sure. Yes. Um because it's Star Wars, and it's not simply because it's Star Wars, because it, it's it's important. What they're doing with Forces of Destiny, um, the audience that they're reaching with it, the lessons that they're teaching, um, and just the cool things we get to see in it that we would normally never have seen otherwise. Because if you think about it, none of these stories would have ever made it into a cinematic anything. Um, no, they're side stories. They're, they're, side they're deleted stories. scenes. And I love yeah. that it can be a girl story without being playing house or exactly whatever it is that girls get to watch because i don't get to watch girl stuff but you know but you know it's not centered around what you can do for someone else it's necessarily Mm -hmm. it's what you can do yourself you can Mm -hmm. you can be powerful and that's awesome 
this right. is what a hero is. Yes. Um, I think that's that's so important. This is what a hero is. It's not just for girls. It's not just for guys. It's for everyone. It's for and everyone. that's what Star Wars yeah. is. Star Wars is for everyone. Right. Like it or not, Jar Jar Binks or not. Oh, God. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> Shameless plug. That's coming out on Friday, just so you know. um i mean you take it for what it is you take the good with the bad you love it anyways um and we'll continue to love it (laughs) so cool so guys you can check us out on kesselrunweekly.com um on our instagram facebook twitter snapchat tumblr wherever we're at we're almost everywhere i think like we're slowly taking over the internet, <laughs> uh, but we're on all those places at Castle Run Weekly. So come chat with us and talk with us. Um, we have a lot of fun talking with you guys. Um, a special shout out to Fox Rono Nine T. Um, enjoy we talking still with love you, man. You too. Yeah, we <laughs> love you too. Bigger time. Bigger <laughs> <laughs> That's probably not as I'm going to get. So, guys, and and until next time, um, my name is Danny. I'm Heather. And may the force be with you.